Hey, New Patient Group Nation, welcome inside the broadcast booth. Brian right here, and welcome to Season 4, Episode number 2. Got a great one for you today. The great Chris Benson's going to be on for the third time now. So he was on, I believe, in Season 1 and then also in Season 3. And we're going to talk about a lot of great things. Obviously, coming off a very strange year uh, for everybody. Uh, Some enjoyed mass success in this strange year. Other people uh, enjoyed a lot of heartache and misery and regardless of where you're at, the, the common theme that we teach and the common theme that Chris teaches and really the common theme of the successful, or the most successful, is you always have to pretend, no matter how good you're doing right now, this moment, you always have to pretend a difficult situation is right around the corner. And that's hard for people, but that's one of the things I believe that COVID has done to people is it's helped create this pain. You know, the people that were doing well, all of a sudden, a lot of you aren't. And you're, oh my God, I got to get help, Right. You need to have that mentality during the good times. It's why I always teach people whenever you're looking for a business loan, you look for it when you don't need it and your business is at its peak, right? Because you're going to get the best terms and the most money. If you go searching for it when your business is tanking, you know, they're going to they're going to kill you on the interest rates and you're not going to get much money either, probably not even enough that's going to make a difference. And it's the same way here is you've got to change, you've got to search for help while things are good, right? before you feel the pain. So we're going to dive into some really valuable things today. Uh, I, think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. He has some great insights. Appreciate all of you listening. And before we get started, let's fire up the music. Welcome to the New Patient Group Podcast, where doctors, office managers, and other healthcare professionals learn how to thrive in today's competitive marketplace by mastering the business, consumer, and marketing aspects of the practice. If you want to make more money, dominate the competition while working, spending, and stressing less, this podcast is for you. Now your host, he is the leading authority in the new era of practice growth, founder and CEO of New Patient Group, managing partner of Right Chat speaker and consultant for Align Technology, the makers of Invisalign, author for the Benson Koppel Resource, international motivational speaker, business and life coach, Brian Wright. Hey, everybody. Welcome inside the broadcast booth. So excited for season four, right? Coming off a difficult year like we discussed, and episode one was all about a big key that I want all of you to focus on about how to accomplish your be- your best year ever, right? And that and that podcast of season four, episode one, talks about ready, shoot, aim. All right, I'm gonna say it again: ready, shoot, aim. And it's a big one because if you haven't listened to it, I want you to go back because a lot of the things that we're gonna talk about on the podcast today with the great Chris Benson all goes back to that philosophy. So make sure you go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Uh, I think it'll help your, for those of you who need that mindset shift. I think it's really going to help you shift your mindset because inevitably all these things we're going to talk about today, uh, it only matter if you actually go out and do them, right? And that's what that podcast goes uh, and dives deep into. Uh, proud to have Chris Benson on. I believe this is the third time he's joined us now. Uh, just an awesome guy, industry expert, uh, expert at the numbers. I get all my growth numbers that I talk around the world to clinicians about from Chris Benson, highly trusted source. I certainly trust all of his data. A wonderful data guru, really knows how to break down a practice in a way that honestly I've never seen before. So I like to learn a lot uh, from him because that allows us to help our clients even more. And that's that theory or that that method of constantly learning from other people, right? So, so proud to have him on. And at the end of the episode today, we'll give you some details how to contact him if you ever need any help with his services. So I'd like to welcome in Chris Benson. Chris, how are you doing? Great, Brian. Good to 
good to be here at the tail end of this rather odd year. Yeah, we we're just talking and you know, he's our most frequent guest. This is the third time you've been on. And I was joking with him saying he has the most listens out of any podcast guest we've ever had, which is five or six. Uh, but uh, he got all excited, <laughs> all excited about that. But no, I, I want you on. I mean, obviously, your industry respected, love you to death. And, and the listeners have really wanted you back on the show. So I appreciate you joining us. Obviously, it's been uh, a little bit of a, a crazy year. <laughs> 2020, that is. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to kind of dive in today on a year in review and also the future, because this is going to be one of the first podcasts we launch in season four in 2021. So, you know, I think it's a, a good year in review as well as motivating people on what they can do in the future to make sure uh, they grow during these crazy times. So thought we'd have a good business chat today, man, and uh, just do some, some business shooting around and, and see what comes of it. So uh, how's your year been? You know, it, it's been great. I, you know, my, my business is not unlike an orthodontic business. I mean, I'm a small company with 10 people. You know, we've never furloughed people. We've never um, experienced a, a, a pandemic in my career. Um, and so this was a one-off for us too. And, you know, I think we all learned a lot, but, uh, you know, just like orthodontics bounced back well after we got restarted again, my business is pretty steady and it's been a good year. So, um, but, uh, but we've learned a lot. And um, so I think we'll operate a little bit differently going forward, as will most orthodontic practices. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, operating differently, you know, one of the things with the new patient group clients, thankfully, about 80% of them had their best year ever. And that, you know, that's not the toot the new patient group horn. That's just the toot the client's horn that are, that are willing to commit to doing things differently before they actually have to. And, I, you know, one of the things I've been teaching a lot over the past year is just I think what COVID has done is is made people feel the pain. A lot of times, if you're making a million plus dollars a year, bring home or take home, it's hard to force yourself to feel the pain and constantly change. And, and I think from what I've seen with so many of the industry, uh, the doctors, the team members, is that now they're, now they're wanting to change because they realize at any given moment, something good can be, can be taken from them. Well, you know, I think you, you just hit on a few things that I think we, we learned as a specialty. Um, through this. I mean, when you think about where we all went in, in March 16th through April and May, we, we, we off blocked to where we could get information. Um, you know, that was, you know, your clients flocked to you. And, and I'm not surprised for you to say that your clients outperformed the market because we, we saw that, that orthodontists that engaged with a consultant um, did better than those that didn't. And we found that, you know, collectively, we make better decisions as a group um, than we do by ourselves. You know, I've had a slide in my presentations for years that talks about how lonely it is to be an, ortho, an entrepreneur. And that's what an orthodontist is. I mean, you've got to make all the decisions yourself. You've got to be good at many things. And most people out of the box aren't. And so, you know, if you're not wired for it, you've got to acquire that skill or you've got to hire that skill. And we just found that uh, we were lost in April. You know, we, should I furlough people? What do I do about these government programs? And there's a lot of collective information that we, we flocked to and we learned from that. And we found that we made better decisions when we had a lot of information that was gathered from a group. So, you know, one of the big takeaways is, you know, if you're not involved with a consultant as an orthodontist, you need to be. Um, 
you know, you are one, um, your listeners are one. So by definition, you're going to outperform the market. You know, the data over the last 20 years shows us that only 20% of orthodontists use a consultant. I tell young doctors, it's the best return on investment you can get. And so, you know, because we've got this collective mindset and, um, you know, that's one of the big things. So, you know, congratulations to your clients and, and that feels good and to you because, you know, that feels even better to know that you're making a difference. But we, we make the decisions better in groups, as is what you said, and you should have a consultant in your life. Uh, really, it doesn't matter how much it costs. You've got to be focusing on change management. And that's what you focus on primarily. And that's what a consultant can bring is, is new ideas and better decision making. Well, it's an interesting stat that only about 20% of orthodontists use one. I have no clue about that. And you know, one of the things yeah. we teach is that you know, the number one most common trait between billionaires uh, with a B is that they all have a coach. And if a billionaire can, can look in the mirror and say, I got to do things better or differently, I think we can all agree everybody else should as well. You know? And it's not about going out and hiring us or somebody else, not the message. The message really is, in my mind, is that you've got to do things differently. And if there was ever a year to prove that, it was, <laughs> it was 2000, 2020. You know, the thing that, it's not scary, but one of the things I talk about are your growth numbers that you give me every year. And I think in 2019, you were looking at a, a pretty flatlined industry. Adult exams and child exams were basically nothing. Uh, collections was under 5%. Production, I, th- I can't remember exactly what it was, was 3 or 4%. The only thing that experienced any kind of real growth was, was clear aligners. I think it was 12.6 right in there is the number you sent me. Uh, so you have a, a year of pain like that as an orthodontic profession, and then boom, they're hitting the face again with, with covid what are some things that you look to in the future, you know, moving forward that, that people can do, practices can do to make sure if another situation like this hits or if, you know, there's another shutdown uh, with COVID or just another type of COVID situation that arises that people can do to, to make sure they don't feel this pain? Yeah, I think there's a, um, there's a term being thrown around that I'm hearing now and then called future-proofing your practice. And um, it's, a, it's really around this concept of, you know, moving from an analog-centric, you know, clinical cycle anyways to a digital-centric cycle. And so if, if you review really back uh, to the growth numbers over the last decade, you know, quite honestly, we've been, you know, two, two two and a half percent growth year over year, give or take. I mean, you, you, you bounced close to three, you bounced down below two uh, in any given year, but very anemic growth. All the growth in the last decade has been in the aligner space, and almost all of that was with Invisalign. And then, if you look at 2020 and what's happened, you got you got GAC basically getting out of the bracket business and putting everything into aligners. You've got Ormco really throwing all their weight now towards Spark in, in that product. You got you know 3M Unitech doing the same thing, and so forth. You got one out of four cases being done in aligners now. And when you look at just the market cap of the two big aligner bad boys, right, which is SDC and Invisalign, you've got almost, what, $45 you know, billion dollars in market cap. I mean, just phenomenally sized companies compared to, you know, what the market was. And so, you know, part of the takeaway and in, in the what, what happened in COVID, I think, um, for orthodontic practices is this whole notion of telehealth or digital healthcare or, you know, Teledentistry, what it goes under lots of names, but you know the digital way to do orthodontics. You know the belief cycle was shortened. Um, orthodontic providers said, "I'll try it." 
Um, consumers said, I'll try it. Staff said, let's give this a go. And everybody kind of raised their eyebrows and says, gosh, this works pretty, pretty amazingly well. Um, and so we all did that during April, May, June. And then we had this phenomenal bounce backs, July, August, September, October. We're all good. Um, the verdict's out for, you know, the balance of the year, November, December, I think we'll soften up a little bit. But, you know, I see practices getting away from what got them out of the ditch, which was, you know, let's let's make things more efficient in our practices by remotely uh, you know, connecting with our uh, with our customers, whether that's on the front end or through treatment um, or even through retainer visits is, is, is a good way. So, I, you know, I don't know how much of that is in your program, but, you know, We've got to keep doing that and keep accelerating that. And the practices that are winning will, will be digital run practices going forward. And, you know, I'm not saying brackets disappear, but they become less relevant year over year forever. Um, and I think those are two big things that we learned. Yeah, it's a good, great points. And I mean, from a virtual consult, I'd like to talk about that for a little bit, because that, that's one of the things I attribute the success of a lot of the new patient group clients during all this is that all of a sudden well, you get hit with a shutdown and practices aren't working except for ones that have embraced uh, the clear liner model, the virtual consult, both new and once patients are in treatment, which you can make an argument, you know, back and forth, which one of those is most important. I, I would like to say both. So during the, during the pandemic, they were still seeing new patients uh, through the computer, uh, getting a financial, either a commitment at that time, or at least a verbal through the computer, and then remain in communication with them until people could actually come back in. Uh, they were still seeing their patients remotely with people in treatment, and that inevitably is how they crushed uh, their competition during these these difficult times. The other piece is, is they've actually taken the time. I see this a lot. You get people that want to do the virtual, and then they'll say it doesn't work. Our patients don't want it. And then you ask them, well, is your receptionist talking about it? And are you shooting content, you know, on YouTube and other social media outlets about it to actually get the word out that people even know you have it? And the answer is no, they don't. So it's got to be a full internal and digital marketing campaign in order to actually make it work. But I think it's a great point you make uh, with the clear liners in the in the virtual. They need to adapt it, which goes back to you have to feel the pain because a lot of people, if you don't feel the pain, they're not going to kick themselves and you know where to implement these things. Yeah, I think it really jumpstarted a, a lot of this, you know, teledentistry virtual piece. And, you know, it, 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 two, just two comments on that. One is, you know, let's look forward to 2021. Um so we're all facing this. We thought it'd be over by now. It's not. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm no soothsayer. I don't know when it's going to be over, but it's not going to be over in January. It's not going to be over in February. So we're going to go into some number of months in 2021 when we're operating under similar circumstances as today. And this virtual is going to be a big, important piece of that. The other piece of that that we've really suffered is I've talked to consultants as they say, listen, I could even do better with my practices in this bounce back if I had a full complement of team members, but we've got kids that aren't in school and we've got team members that don't want to be in the office or need to be with their kids uh, to help them through school, depending on the, the age of your children. And, you know, virtual is a way to deploy your team while they're not physically in the office so they can still help the practice build. And I think that's a, that's a hurdle we have right now. The country has it, but frankly, you know, orthodontists have that. And if we can deploy more of the team by using more virtual tools um, and more content that way. I think it's a, it's, it's a great idea. And I think we're going to have to do that at least the first half of 2021. Um, and I don't think we return to normal. And then at some point I'd love to talk about kind of 
the cash crunch, but um, you know, I, I really think we need to deploy our teams virtually better, and we're gonna we're gonna face at least six months, maybe nine, as far as I can tell, into next year before we really return to this normalcy that we're all looking for. I, I agree, and the, the virtual that he's talking about, everybody. You know, a lot of you listeners have already done this, but we also have quite a few listeners uh, that that aren't clients, and just. Uh, just a, a thought for you is one of the things our clients do is they, they turn one of their, their assistants, which we call ortho coaches, we switch that name, uh, they make one of them virtual. So they're actually virtually communicating with patients from their own house. They're not even walking into the office. So, you know, if you have a virtual monitoring system like Invisaligns or dental monitoring, that type of thing, they're actually doing it all from the house. Uh, some of them are even 1099, so they work two or three days a week doing it. It's just a different model. It's just a different mindset, just a, just some advice or just maybe an idea for you guys to, to throw around out there. So you talked about, it was really two things. You talked about cash flow. I want to get that to, in just a minute. I had mentioned the 2019 growth numbers. Do you have any projections so far on what 2020 is going to going to look like? Any kind of data there or just guesses uh, based on your yeah. industry expertise? You know, I get to look at a lot of gauge data, and it's not my data, but it's it's the best swath, large swath of data, so you can kind of see what's happening there. And, you know, here's my conclusion, folks. I mean, if you use a consultant, the 20% of you that do, I think you're going to end up in 2020 uh, about dead even with what you did in 2019. And that's a heck of a year because you were all closed down, depending on where you lived, for, you know, a number of weeks or months. And so that's the, the people that use consultants because you drove hard, you had systems in place, you put programs, um, you know, had a helper, a Sherpa, if you will, uh, to help you, you know, kind of navigate through this. If you didn't lose a, a, use a consultant, um, you're going to be down about 20% in production, uh, some of you less, some of you more, and you're going to be down about half of that in collections because, you know, one of the things that helped ortho through this versus your you know, other dental specialist friends and your general dental colleagues is that you have that contract receivable balance that you lived off of April, May, June. And we thought, well, people just stopped paying us. Everybody paid you pretty much. Um, so, you know, you know, we did really well. You're going to be down twice as much in production as you are in collections. And that's the story that I want to get to on, on the cash flow for 2021. Yeah, I think that leads us into perfectly in, into cash flow. You know, one, one of the things, Chris, we did with w- during the heart of it when the shutdown was happening and people were really hurting, what we had we had taught some clients was is why don't you reach out to everyone that's currently paying you uh, for an in-house payment plan? You know, they didn't pay in full or they weren't using uh, you know a third party, and why don't you offer to switch them into one of your trusted partners, Lending Point, some other ones? So even if they still owed you two or three grand. Why don't you go and finance it? Because a lot of the patients, you know, the consumers were hurting as well. So if your in-house payment was, you know, 180 a month and you could get them into a 120 a month type situation, uh, we saw that really help with a lot of clients having patients switch over and the client would all of a sudden receive a ton of cash overnight from the trusted partner helping with the cash flow. So it's an idea for those of you to think about that out there if you're still hurting with the cash flow. But let's dive into your thoughts on cash flow uh, the importance of it and how that how you see that help people through these hard times and and also grow their business in the future. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to focus on cash flow for 2021. You know, what's it going to be like versus 2020, and what's it going to be like versus 2019? When even though in 2019 we had this low growth we've talked about, we actually had our best year in the last eight years in ortho. Then 2020 comes along, we're all rocking and rolling in January and February. We hit COVID, things slow down. We kind of talked about that. 
but most of your overheads went down this year because we didn't spend as much on marketing. We didn't spend as much on, um, you know, other items in our P&L. And so even though your numbers are down, um, you actually made pretty good money this year. Um, so what's going to happen 2021? Um, to your point, you know, I like the lending point idea or the third party idea. You know, I, all of you take a certain amount of paid in fulls. And usually that ranges between 10 and 20% of your, of your starts, depending on how you present that, what you use, what your discount number is and so forth. And I think you need to all think about increasing that number. If you're towards a 20%, get it towards 30. If you're towards a 10, get it towards 20. And so for some of you, you need to double it for, for others, not, not, not quite, but we need to increase our paid in fulls um, because these these weeks that we were shut down in March, April, May, uh, for some of you, uh, we just can't recover that production that was lost. And so we're gonna, that's going to hit our cash flow really until October of 2022. Our cash flow won't return if we start starting patients at the rate we did in 2019. So it's a whole nother um, presentation. We could spend 30, 30 or 40, 40 minutes on it. But the, the message is you're not going to have a cash flow no matter how well you're bouncing back, no matter how well your September, October, November, December is. You're not going to have the cash flow in all 12 months of 2021 that you had in 2019 in the first couple months of, of 2020 um, for a while because you had these production months that were zero or close to it for a while. So how do you solve that problem? Either grow through it, and we know that aligners is where the growth is, so I think you got to focus on that in your marketing messaging and it's an entire team immersion in getting that growth story going. And then I think you got to increase for six months, the number of paid in fulls. So you'll have the cash to invest in your practice and you won't feel tight and you won't feel like the sky is falling and all that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of go back to normal. How do you increase your paid in fulls? One way I know of, and that is to play with the discount percentage. Um, that really is the volume dial that you move to make more people or less people accept it. And then I love the third party uh, players like Lending Point, if you're an online customer or some others, it's not like care credit, which is what we kind of tend to think of a substandard, um, you know, FICO score patient that I want to take to care credit. That's not the story. You know, it's just for your normal patients, you want to increase the, your paid in fulls and the first six months of 2021, and you want to probably really adopt a more aggressive telemarketing and digital, um, you know, process of talking to your patients so you can grow that digital side of your business. And what Chris is talking, I can hear some of the listeners, the gasp, right? Chris is not talking about giving away treatment, everybody, but we are talking yeah. about just being more, and this again goes back to the entrepreneur CEO side of your business that has nothing to do with healthcare, it's being innovative and in how you can get more starts during difficult times. It doesn't mean you have to keep it forever, but I do see a lot of people they you know, they have a 3% or a 5% paid in full discount. The percentage itself is usually not enough to get people enticed to part ways with their money. And that's all you have to think about it. If you're offering $250 off a $7,000 treatment, you have to put yourself in those shoes. And is it enticing for them to pay you 6,000, wherever that number would be 750 the answer is likely no, especially during difficult financial times, because the consumers a lot of times are struggling as well. So you have to you have to think about that. So being innovative and there's two ways to get paid in full. You offer a larger discount, especially I'm a fan of of two different paid in full discounts. Chris, one of the ones we teach is a larger same day start. So you come into the office, 
You know, if you if you start now and financially commit now, you're going to get a larger down payment this moment in time as opposed to coming back a month from now. As we all know in Ortho, once they walk, you know, they're visiting. And, and I think you have this stat. Didn't you say they're, you know, people are visiting upwards of five, four or five different practices now before they buy, right? Yeah, it's, it's anecdotal. I can't prove it, but um, a lot more shoppers today than, you know, several years ago. Yep. So those, those paid in full discounts being innovative is critical. And then the other ones we're talking about is the trusted partners. I call them trusted partners because there's trigger words. So if you call them, you know, financing or banks or things like that, they're trigger words. It gets people from doing it. So if you call it a trusted partner, it's just the psychology of it. And then present a with interest, longest term payment. So 60 months as an example, because that gives you the lowest down payment to present. And then it gives you the lowest fee to your business. And then you get paid in full minus a 2% or 3% fee. Uh, when you go with the interest. And if you present that and the paid in full discount is your first options, it doesn't mean people are going to do it, but at least either one they go with gets you paid in full. So it's just a minor, you know, minor tweak in the, in the presentation. So I think that's great. That's great advice uh, all around on, on the importance of cash flow. I, I honestly, Chris, I don't think people view uh, cash flow, not the right way. I don't think they put enough importance on it. So I can tell you just from seeing clients that had a bunch of it during these, these difficult times. I mean, it can really keep your business doors open uh, in, in these emergency situations. So I think that's I great. Agree. So let's hit on, you know, there's obviously change, election, things like that. I want to touch on tax policy a little bit, because obviously you're extremely intelligent when it comes to that. I am not. So I, I'm looking forward to really learning, <laughs> learning some stuff as it relates to tax policy and kind of your thoughts moving forward in the future on some things people can do. Uh, hell, if you have more cash, it's more money now. So maybe you're going to get taxed at a higher rate because there's more sitting there. I think it's a good flow into to tax policy now. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of discussion about it. And I'm, uh, to be fair, not, I'm not an expert. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a, a tax expert. But but listen to a lot of experts. And I, and I think the general consensus right now is high income earners are going to be left alone in 2021. So that's great. Um, but we're not going to be left alone in 2022, three and four. And, you know, let's face it, you know, we, we printed, you know, $5 trillion uh, and added to the U.S. balance sheet. Um, and, you know, at some point things are going to change and tax policy likely for high income earners like orthodontists is going to change probably fairly dramatically um, where you're going to be paying another, you know, 10 percent plus or minus in tax. Um, talk about cash flow. You know, it's a big bite. And so, you know, I think just like you need a consultant um, to, to help manage, grow and and modify your practice to today's conditions. 2021 is a great structuring year uh, time for you to find that tax partner um, that quite quite honestly um, anticipates and prepares you and is going to be aggressive because there's not very many places to shelter your money, but there are very many um, strategies um, to help you keep more of it or help your family members keep more of it. And um, I'll just kind of end it there because I'm, I'm not an expert, but I would encourage every orthodontist to you know, look at the relationship they have with their CPA with regards to tax strategy, decide on a one to 10 is, is my CPA where I think I'm going to need to be in 2022, three and four. And if not, you have, I think, a window to make that change and, and get introduced um, in relationship to a stronger, you know, tax advocate and on a national level, 
you know, I'm thinking about guys like Kane Waters in McGill Hill, um, who service a lot of dental and orthodontic clients um, in that ilk. And because I think you want somebody really, um, you know, juiced in, you know, being on top of what's going to happen. And depending on what your threshold of risk is and that of your CPA, that will kind of determine how much of the money you make you get to keep. And um, so get on that in 2021. I think that's an important thing to do. Agree completely. I just hired, I wasn't happy with my previous one. I don't think he was aggressive enough. So I just hired a brand new wealth planner and tax strategist. And cause I I'm, I'm full, as long as it's legal, I want them to be 10 out of 10 with the aggression on, on saving me money and distributing it right. Things like that. So it's something, I think it's great advice that he has to all of you. Now it's your choice, how aggressive you want to be <laughs> and who you want to hire. Uh, you know, but it is something that, that you need to have. I, I agree 100%. So one of the things, Chris, I want to talk about, you know, we have a lot of people come to us, whether they be clients or just me speaking around the, you know, the globe and talking about, you know, I want to hire a partner or bring an associate on, or, you know, I'm thinking about selling out to a corporation. There's just all kinds of confusion in a lot of their minds on, on what to do. And, and we were talking earlier about, you know, during this time of change, it creates confusion. There's more options than ever. A lot of people don't know if they should stick with it, hire somebody. They don't know what to do. So you're the expert on this, obviously, with, with what you do and practice transition. You're the best in the business. I think your name is, is speaks for itself. But talk to people out there who may be kind of in that situation on not knowing whether to sell out just not knowing what to do. Let's talk to a little bit, a little bit about that and maybe give them some advice. Yeah, thanks. I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast, Brian, about, you know, how important it is to get expert help. And, um, you know, my company is one that really um, gazes the landscape all the time and, and, and tries to anticipate, you know, the direction of the wind, the the velocity of the wind, how how fast things are changing and whatnot. And you're right. Today, there are so many more choices than ever before about, you know, how to get into practice, how to exit practice, how to maneuver when you're in practice, what modalities are best and so forth. And so for free, um, <laughs> you know, you just call my office and, you know, I, I spend most of the, my time uh, these days, you know, talking to orthodontists about what options are available and then trying to steer them based on the feedback they give us and what, what sounds like the smartest option for them to consider. Uh, sometimes that means they become a client and sometimes it doesn't, but um, you know, we're a resource more than anything. So if you're thinking about, you know, uh, adding a partner, if you're thinking about getting out of your uh, DSO and starting your own practice or buying a practice, if you're thinking about exiting with a, a corporation or to another doctor, there's, there's uh, good conversations that you need to be having uh, with, with, experts and with your spouse and with your other partners. And we can start that process and help you think through that uh, in the right way. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a lot, the, the companies are similar. I mean, new patient group, my other company, right chat, we're small companies. Uh, and I like talking to people. I'm very hands-on. So it's not a situation where you can't get a hold of the CEO. Chris is the same way. So it's the same way with us. If you want to have a business talk, we're happy to help. No charge. You know, hopefully you become a client, but you don't have to, you know, no, no pressure. And it's the same way with him. So why don't you give us uh, the website and a phone number, Chris, that people can reach out to you to, so they make sure they have their contact info. You bet. People around here call me Boomer, so I'll start with a phone number. Nobody <laughs> really uses that anymore. But uh, 1-800-621-4664 is how you can find us on the phone. And um, if you want to do it the digital way, 
it's www.bensoncoppel.com and that's C-O-P-P-L-E, bensoncoppel.com. A lot of information on our website as well. All right. Appreciate that, Chris. So if you had three things to do in 2021, an ABC list for people to do to make sure their future is bright, what would those three things be? Yeah, I want, I want to increase my digital footprint in my practice. And so if I'm at 25% aligners, I want to go to 30 or 35 to 40, whatever your goals are. But I want to increase that because that's what the consumer wants. That's where the growth is. I'm going to do better at that. You know, uh, you know that's a, an area where your team can help. It's a full immersion. It's not just the doctor decides they want that and it happens. It, it, there's a lot of moving pieces to that. So that's, that's probably number one. I want to be more digital. Um, number two, I don't want to get away from these things that we learned during COVID about teledentistry. I want to increase the number of touches that I have remotely with my consumer, whether that's at the front end for new patient exams or screening, whether that's mid-treatment, whether that's retention cases. There's lots of ways to use a remote touch that's effective. um, And I want to increase the touches so I can be more efficient uh, because what I want to do is grow my practice and not hire more people. Um, and then, um, I think the third thing is, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage you guys to latch on to a sensei, a coach, uh, you know, we've talked this whole common thread of this podcast has been, and we didn't plan it this way was, you know, use somebody that can help you. Um, you know, Brian's a great uh, choice. My company at certain situations for transition is a good choice. There's other good choices out there, but most people don't use them. And the people that do perform, outperform those that don't. So find somebody you can hold hands with and walk the journey with. And I think those are the three things I'd focus on in 2021 to help you, you know, navigate post-pandemic and be prepared, you know, for if this or something like this happens again, you'll be way better prepared than if you, if you don't do anything like this. All right. Great advice, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on again for the third time. You're our most frequent, frequent guest. I can't get anybody else to come on. So that's why we just go, we just keep going back to Chris. No one wants to join us. <laughs> no, but uh, it's no awesome. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. It's been great. Uh, the advice is, is needed. I think people need to think differently and, and be taken out of the comfort zone. So I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll make sure to have you on again and again and again. So I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Brian. Good, uh, good to you, and and good luck to your clients in 2021. And look forward to uh, working with you some more. All right, sounds great. You know, one of the things Chris was talking about is about the commitment to Clearliner growth. There's really two stages that I that I look at. Is that one of the stages is, is you don't do that many right now. You want to, but you don't know exactly where to start. And it's not just a hey, look, doctor, you've got to become better clinically. That's a part of it. You've got to be clinically confident in order to do more clear liners, more Invisalign, get familiar with the ClinCheck. Obviously, that's a big part of it. Then there's a whole nother world that is the non-clinical world. It's how the team is trained from A through Z, the digital marketing content you produce, your receptionist, your new patient experience, scanning with the iTero machine, you know, becoming digital there, how people present money. The whole process from A to Z and also how you do your doctor exam, 80% of that is, is really sales, all right? So it's not about your clinical knowledge at that point. It's how you present yourself in the doctor exam, how the TC exam is. All of those aspects, most are non-clinical, right? They're the non-clinical experiences of your business. And that is where, from a new patient group standpoint, we come in and we have a, an awesome course that is very popular, if you just go to newpatientgroup.com, 
backslash clear aligner growth. And that is our on-demand course taught by our COO, Eric Field, who worked for Invisalign for many years, uh, multiple time President's Club winner, and is just an awesome teacher. And that course is great. I think it's uh, seven or eight hours of on-demand training that you get uh, to keep forever. Just type in clear aligner growth as a code when you're checking out, and that should get you about 20 to 30% discount on that course. So clear aligner growth, use that as the coupon code. That'll be a thank you to all the podcast listeners out there. Now, for those of you who are clients that have our MPG University platform, that, that course is already embedded into the curriculum uh, in there. So you don't need to go out and get something extra. It's already given to you. Now, remember, you know, with that course, you're going to keep it forever. As part of an MPG University promise to everybody is if you get that course, you get to keep it uh, because inevitably the repetition, getting to watch it over and over again, showing it to new employees, you know, the whole, okay, I lost Betty and Susie. Now I got to retrain people. It just makes it easier, right? So that's the whole philosophy behind MPG University, our online training platform, is to just make training easier for your people. So go out and get that clear liner course. I know it'll be a great investment for you. The other piece is for the clinicians, if you're already committed, I mean, you're at 60, 70, 80% share a chair. Maybe you're 30 or 40, but you're committed and you're growing and you want to do more. Uh, that course is also awesome for you because it's going to teach you Again, these sales fundamentals from A through Z on how to move patients into treatment. You've got the ones that already want clear liners, right? Then you've got ones that don't know what they want. And then you have ones that want braces. The key is, is you're never going to talk a clear liner patient into braces. Like that's not going to happen. I mean, that's few and far between, nor should you ever even try. But there is absolutely ways where you can take the braces committed patient and commit them into clear liners. Now, that is a sales process, right? And again, it's not a dirty car salesman process, but it is a from how the content you shoot, how the receptionist speaks, et cetera, all the things I'm talking about. It is a process. Look, Chris is a, a wonderful guy. I, I really appreciate the friendship he and I have. It means a lot for him coming on the podcast. It's always a, a lot of listens that we get to those podcasts. And, you know, the, the whole consultant chat that he and I just had, it, the, the, it's not about going out and hiring one. It, it's not a pitch on that. What it is a pitch on is that a lot of times, like when you're working out, right? When you're working out and you hire a personal trainer, they are going to commit you to doing things differently. They are going to get you to commit to doing it consistently. They are going to hold you accountable to all those things, put you in a specific routine, and therefore you are going to be in better shape than people who just try to lift on their own. It's inevitable. Now, it doesn't mean that if you're lifting on your own, you can't have success. That's not what it's about. Of course you can, right? But you're going to have even more success if you have somebody always there pushing you to get to the next level and giving you direction to do it. It's inevitable. It's the same way from a coaching standpoint, all right? It's about the consistency. So whoever you use, it's about the consistency accountability. If it's a weekend relationship, if it's three months and you're gone, that is not the consistency accountability being with you through good and bad times. So always think about that when you're in the hiring process of a coach, a consultant, they need to be a part of you for the long term in order to make this a huge success. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Looking forward to a great season four. Uh, this was a great episode two uh, for the season. Looking forward to uh, many more of season four. It's going to be great. Let's have a great year together. And uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.